0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count.
1: Or, shoot that, shoot that!
5: From the Berkshires to the Sound. From wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now here's Baseball Hall of Fame
6: voter number 83, Rob Parker. What a show we have for you today. Fox Sports baseball analyst Ben Verlander drops by. We'll talk about the Major Leagues, what's happening As we roll into August, also a new book by Ted Sobel talking about the uh, Hall of Famers that he's met, including a couple of baseball ones. So we'll do that. Plus foul or fair. Let's go.
5: Better up to lead off. It's getting robbed and keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball.
6: Number one. All eyes were on Dodger Stadium Wednesday night. Yes, Max Scherzer making his Los Angeles Dodger debut against the Houston Astros. You know, I mean, this is what fans were waiting for, the big trade. The Dodgers were able to get Trey Turner and uh, Max Scherzer from the Nationals gave up a boatload of prospects, some really good young players But the Dodgers are about now. They're trying to win now. It's not about down the road. It's about now. So this tells you a lot about where the Dodgers are and if he's going to be the missing piece. Because right now, if the Dodgers don't win the division, there's a good chance the Dodgers and Padres could play a playing game, a one-game wild-card game, uh, in order to advance in the playoffs. Just think about that. And would you want Max Scherzer on the mound for that one game? I think you would. So Dodger fans are excited about Scherzer, who's been a great pitcher, a guy I covered in Detroit years ago. And this will be interesting to see how he fits in. But uh, as long as his arm is good, I think he'll fit in just great in Los Angeles. Number two. Speaking of the Dodgers, they're at it again. According to reports at MLB.com, they have agreed to a one-year contract with uh, veteran left-hander Cole Hamels. That's right. When official, they say the deal will be worth uh, $1 million, and uh, Hamels would uh, get an additional 200000 for every start he makes. The deal hasn't been confirmed yet uh, by the Dodgers, but uh, that's what's out there now. So Hamels uh, worked out for scouts last month. The Dodgers came away impressed enough to continue conversations with the left-hander. And even though, you know, they went out and added uh, Scherzer and Danny Duffy at the trade deadline, the Dodgers still felt like they needed more pitching depth in the final two months. So Cole Hamels, who was a big-time performer, as we know, years ago, back in the fold, Again, the Dodgers just continue to flex their muscles, spend money, bring in players. They're trying to go back-to-back after that nearly 32-year drought of not winning a World Series. The Dodgers are all in. Number three. Are you ready for the 2022 season? On Tuesday, baseball announced the master schedule for the 2022 regular season which will open up on Thursday March 31st with all 30 teams in action that's right uh so we already have the schedule all set up and uh the uh opening day is jam packed with intrigue schedule features 11 division no uh matchups in addition to one interleague uh showdown between the Phillies and the Astros at Minute Maid Park in Houston Jackie Robinson Day, of course, is April 15th. And uh, also the site of the 92nd All-Star Game will be on July 19th at Dodger Stadium. Remember in 2020, the Dodgers were supposed to have the All-Star Game. It was canceled, so they will have it in 2022. And uh, there it is. Baseball schedule for 2022 is already out. And uh, can't wait. Well, well, I, I guess I can wait until after the postseason, but it's good to know where we're going to be in 2022.
5: Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn.
6: Oh, it's so good. All right, now let's welcome to the podcast Ben Verlander, the former minor leaguer, brother, of course, of Justin Verlander, and a Fox Sports baseball analyst. Welcome to the podcast, Ben.
7: I appreciate that. Thank you for having me.
6: No doubt. Hey, let's just start with Tuesday night at Dodger Stadium, where Dodger fans went crazy and gave it to the Astros. Were they justified?
7: Uh, yeah, man. Look, I, I was there in the in the stands, and it was it was madness. Um, it was it was really really it was just chaos and and to say were they justified I I would say no Um, you know it's I understand um, I understand being frustrated but as time has gone on I think more and more players have come out and said look guys what are we doing here many teams were doing something let's you know let's pump the brakes on that. And you know, it seems like the most mad people are, are still the fans. And and look, I understand Dodgers fans being frustrated, but, but to to be there last night and to experience what was happening was it really it was crazy, man. It was it was it was scary being there. There were security guards everywhere. There were people people getting beat up left and right just for being Astros fans. So I'll never say something like that was justified.
6: Yeah, booing. Obviously, we're not talking about the physical aspect or, or you know, touching people or fighting people. Of course, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm with you on that. Uh, let, you know, obviously, there was a big trade deadline. I mean, the Cubs clean house. I mean, I, I don't know. if I If I'm a Cubs fan, I can't get with the idea of getting rid of everybody. You know, all those guys. Who were you know a part of that magical World Series and whatnot? So, uh, did they do a disservice to Cubs fans, or did they have to do this, disband up the whole thing and start all over?
7: Um, I, I definitely believe they did a disservice, and I, I spoke about it on my on my podcast this week. And to be quite honest with you, as a guy that's not even a Chicago Cubs fan, I'm not even a fan of that. Um, team, if you will, and it's it's sad. And as a baseball fan, quite frankly, it pissed me off to see what happened. There's, you know, what we see more and more these days is owners um, treating players like they're numbers on a piece of paper. And it's frustrating to see, especially this is the core group that got them over the curse. It got them, you know, their first championship in forever. And it in changed, the, years, right? changed the way that – yeah, exactly. And and it just changed, it changed the Cubs organization forever. And to just ship them out when when clearly guys like especially Rizzo and Baez have said, look, if we're going to go through struggles, I want to be there. And the fans love them. So it, it just really frustrated me to see them not care about the fans, not care about the players, and just say, look, I think it's better for our future if we do this. And to be quite honest with you, it, just, it pissed me off the way it was all handled. And it's frustrating as a baseball fan.
6: Our guest is Ben Verlander from Fox Sports, a baseball analyst. And Ben, you know, the Yankees made moves. I wasn't sure what they were going to do. You know, they were out big time in the uh, AL East, fourth place, third place. And they get uh, Gallo and Rizzo, you know, two left-handed bats, which they needed desperately. Can they make a playoff run? They're playing better.
7: Uh, yeah, I was, I was also, I, I'm with you. I was wondering what they'd do at the trade deadline. The, the Yankees are never going to be sellers. That's just not what they do. Um, but I was wondering how aggressive they'd be. And they went out and got Gallo and, and Rizzo, which are two, uh, when you look at that lineup, that's exactly what they needed. Two big left-handed bats, um, that can get on base a ton. That's what they do. They're on base percentage machines. Um, but I don't, I don't love, you know, what they did at the deadline as a whole. I looked at the Yankees and I think, what is the glaring issue with this team? And it's pitching. Um, and, and I think, why, what, what are they going to do pitching wise? And they did nothing, to be quite honest with you. They went out and the one move they made at the very end was Andrew Heaney. And you can't tell me he's the answer to the Yankees pitching problem. And we saw him the first game he pitched. He wasn't, he's not the answer. So I really wanted them to do something in the bullpen if they were going to go for it. Um, they went out and made the sexiest moves they could. They got Gallo and Rizzo, two big profile guys that are great additions to the lineup. So in terms of what they did to the lineup, I love it. But in terms of what they did in the trade deadline as a whole, uh, I wish they would have gone out and gotten some pitching because I really think that's what they needed.
6: Let's uh, go to Detroit and Miguel Cabrera, Miggy, who, of course, I covered in Detroit Uh, For a long time, I worked there for 20 years. Your brother was a teammate with uh, Miggy. And, you know, going into Wednesday night, he was two home runs short of 500. And we always knew he was going to get there and get his 3000 hits. But where does he rank when you think of the like the great right handed hitters? Albert Pujols, Manny Ramirez. There's, a, I'm talking about modern day, obviously. There's a lot of great right-handed hitters. But where does Miggy rank? I know the last couple of years he's been beat up. He hasn't had the same numbers, um, you know, uh, that he had before. But uh, he's about to hit a big milestone.
7: Yeah, he is. And and as, you know, I know you're a guy that spent a lot of time and covered the Tigers, so I assume you're a big fan. And, and I am as well. I absolutely love Miguel Cabrera and everything he's done for the Tigers organization and for baseball. And when I think of where he is in terms of best right-handed hitters, especially in the modern era, I put him right up there at, you know, a top three guy for sure. You know, you look at Albert Poolholes, who's kind of on the same timeline as him. Those guys are Pujols very, very similar. Be one.
6: No pool not one.
7: Yeah. Pool holes, probably pool probably has to be one in yeah, my opinion. I- um and their numbers are so close um so miggy is definitely a top three right-handed hitter in my opinion and um in my bias uh my bias puts him right i'll put him neck and neck with Pujols, even though Pujols probably probably gets the edge but i i love miggy and everything he's doing and um it's awesome to see him you know kind of these last couple this last month couple months he's been tearing the cover off the ball and it's fun to see and he's going to get 500 home runs here soon and that's going to be a pretty uh that's a that's a big milestone man and and I'm so happy for him and proud of him and uh I'm I'm going to be pretty excited watching that one for sure.
6: I have a Hall of Fame vote and for me if you get 500 home runs, 3000 hits or 300 wins you automatically get my vote. I don't need to even look at your the rest of your career so uh Mickey obviously will be I vote. Yeah, those numbers are just if you stick around that long enough to play to amass those numbers, I think you're a, a Hall of Famer. All right. So you're
7: putting my you're putting my brother in there, right? Ah,
6: uh, there we go. I was gonna ask you about <laughs> your brother. And uh you know, what's going on? What's the latest with uh Justin and, and his return to the major leagues? Uh, help us out.
7: Yeah. Yeah, he's uh things have gone really really well for him and he's in a really good place. He feels really good. I was actually just with him about a week ago and uh he's really pleased with the way the recovery is coming. And and look, Tommy John's something where there's no real like there's a timetable and there's no real beating it, you know. It's it's a very strenuous long process. It's very regimented um and he's obviously nearing the end of that of that timetable and and I'm just happy to hear um and really, it you know it really makes me somewhat emotional to to get videos of him and, and see him back on a mound and throwing a baseball because um, I know that's what makes him happy and, and I know he's he's getting healthy he's getting his arm back in good shape and he's gonna he's gonna be back and and I can't wait for that day.
6: His name is Ben Verlander and Ben, your podcast. Let everybody know where they can uh, hear you.
7: Of course, yeah. Uh, it's with Fox Sports. Uh, it's called Flipping Bats Pod on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And it's all about just talking about baseball in a fun way and talking to players and just being a, a younger voice and, and kind of making these players seem human and having locker room type conversations with them. And, uh, yeah, so it's called Flipping Bats Pod. All right. We
6: appreciate you, Ben. Thanks
7: a lot. Of course, man. I really appreciate you having me.
6: Fox
5: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at
2: foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
1: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
5: It's time for the Pocket Protector Central. The analytic numbers you need to know. Well, maybe.
6: Anthony Masterson is his name. BS Analytics is his game. What do you got for me, Anthony?
4: On the heels of one of the craziest trade deadlines in history, the contenders who added one of the 23 former All-Stars who swapped teams will look to make their playoff push over the next two months. The Ringers' Ben Lindbergh had a fantastic breakdown of all the madness that transpired. According to Baseball Reference and their wins above replacement metric, there were more trades made in July, 62, and combined year-to-date war traded, 58.2, than any other year since the deadline was pushed to the end of July back in 1986. Considering the previous highs in trades were 46 in 2018 and 41.6 war in 2015, the 2021 deadline blew the other years out of the water. In total, 158 players or players to be named were moved by this year's deadline, easily blowing by the previous record of 128 in 2018, and 87 of those were big league players, just eclipsing the record of 84 set in 2000. We saw six top 100 prospects dealt, former Cy Young winners, former MVPs, former Rookies of the Year, Gold Glovers, hits leaders, postseason heroes. Hell, the Dodgers have 17 former All-Stars on their roster now, and you can bet whoever ends up on top in October will have made a big-time deal this past week.
6: Take out the papers in the trash!
5: Yeah. It's time for Trash Talk Twitter. Twitter, Twitter. Your chance to trash anyone or anything in Major League Baseball.
6: This week's trash comes from Benjamin Patrick at KY Fit, and he sent this, quote, I would like to trash talk the Chicago Cubs brass. The long-suffering franchise breaks through after 108 years to win the World Series. Then five years later, they sell away every remnant of that glorious moment and historic season, including Chris Bryant. So there you go. Benjamin Patrick not happy with the – uh House cleaning by the Cubs at the trade deadline. If you want your trash to be read on Inside the Parker, hit me up on my Twitter at Rob Parker FS1.
5: When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new.
6: All right, now let's welcome into the podcast Ted Sobel, who's a longtime Los Angeles radio sportscaster and reporter. Also, he's written a new book called Touching Greatness, where he talks about the Hall of Famers and the legends that he's met throughout his years of broadcasting, including a number of uh, baseball players. And uh, Ted, welcome to the podcast. How you doing, buddy?
8: Great to hear your voice again, Rob. It's always fun to talk baseball or anything with you, man.
6: No doubt. Ted, Ted, uh, tell me, what made you write this book? um, And were you just thinking about all the people you had covered over the years and said, hey, because on the cover of the book, you have a picture of you and Kobe, and there's Aaron Rodgers and Tiger Woods and Vin Scully and uh just a you know a, a, a slew of great players what made you write this
8: well really uh it's a combination of a lot of things rob uh, so many times people have said to me you have a million stories about this guy and that person and this event and you know i've been around the world covering wimbledon and the british open and the masters and and uh, triple crown horse racing a little bit of everything and so many World Series and Super Bowls and they said you have a million stories why don't you write a book and I started taking a few notes about 20 years ago put them on a bunch of just scratch sheets and threw them in a file in my drawer and forgot about it and about uh, five or six years ago I thought you know what if I'm ever going to do it I might as well do it now well I still have my memory too so uh, uh, I just went at it and when I put my mind to it I don't stop so it took me several hundred hours to do it it was about a little over three years and it's a culmination of uh really it's a prideful thing it's uh you know it's a legacy type of deal when you're gone at least I left something I don't have any kids
6: <laughs> nice no I hear you my man tell me about uh Sandy Koufax is on the cover as well is he the greatest baseball player would you say that 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 you've met or or t- tell me your story with Sandy?
8: Well, you know, I don't know about the greatest baseball player because, uh, as you know, and uh, you, you know more about baseball than most, for sure, I don't always consider a pitcher being uh, an everyday player. Like, is he better than Babe Ruth or Henry Aaron? It's, it's hard to compare that. But uh, he's certainly one of the great pitchers I ever saw. And, and I, I got a chance to see him pitch in the World Series in 1965. I saw him pitch several medium uh, He's just a fascinating guy because he... He's a, uh, you know, a very quiet introvert kind of person. Doesn't want to give the media any time because he's just private. And that's the way he is and that's the way he's going to be. And that makes his legacy even more fascinating. Just for the fact he's mysterious; nobody really knows what's going on inside Sandy Koufax because he doesn't tell us. So uh, I think that will make him. And you know, every time there's a book or there's a picture, it's almost like uh, you know, where's Waldo kind of thing. So uh, I, I, he's a fascinating character, and uh, I've had several uh, interactions with him over the years, and he, he's just great to be around. He's one of those guys where you do when you walk away, it's sort of a almost a wow moment
6: no doubt about it ted sobel is our guest here on the podcast he has a new book out called touching greatness uh talking about hall of fame players he's covered over the years give me another baseball guy uh that uh you appreciated uh in meeting uh throughout your career
8: Well, really, my favorite player, and I have a whole chapter on it as a kid growing up, is Don Drysdale of the Dodgers, of course. Uh, uh, Drysdale was the first pitcher I ever saw that I recalled seeing in person at the Coliseum. Uh, He actually gave up home runs to Henry Aaron and Eddie Matthews and the first game I ever saw and I'll never forget that and it was really a, an incredible opportunity the last time I saw Henry Aaron at the Hodges Stadium in the World Series when he was uh, giving out the Hank Henry, Aaron Henry Award I call him Henry because Scully called, he called him Henry uh, he uh, I got a asked to tell him that the first game I ever went to was he him, held him home run against the Big D and he had such a smile on his face and that was really a fun little Quichet we had down in the bowels of the ravine, but uh, Don Drysdale was my guy growing up. I just loved the way he intimidated batters out there, and uh, it just turned out to be one of those things where uh, you were really lucky if you ever meet your idol. Well, in this case, and that's part of the premise of my book. You know, there's a lot of people who have uh, people that they look up to, whether it's in sports, music, entertainment, or politics, or anything. And when you meet them, you're often disappointed. And I certainly was not disappointed with Don Drysdale. Know, a fantastic guy and uh, just accommodating as a person. And I will never forget the, the many, many times that hang out with him in the press box at Dodger Stadium or, or in Anaheim. And, uh, you know, again, that's it's just a special moment when you can appre- be appreciated by the person that you always looked up to.
6: Ted, last thing, you're always out there at Dodger Stadium. You cover the Dodgers. Uh, what about this franchise and what they did at the trade deadline? And ha- have they turned – have the Dodgers turned into the evil empire? Are they the new New York <laughs> Yankees? Uh, you know, they go well, out, they, they sign – you know, they go spend big money. They had the blockbuster trade to get uh, Turner and, of course, Scherzer from the Nationals. That shook up Major League Baseball.
8: Well, look uh- – I guess a lot of our parents taught us, uh, if you've got it, flaunt it. So that's what the Dodgers are doing. And as far as their money is concerned, you can't blame them. They're just trying to win. And certainly if you're on just a regular roster guy and you're thinking, this team really cares about winning, that's important in the clubhouse, as you know. So uh, picking up Trey Turner and Max Scherzer is huge. Uh, Turner looks like if it works out, he could be the, the long haul guy at shortstop because Corey Seeger's deal is going to be, uh, have to be renewed soon and he's got an injury history now and I'm not so sure they want to give him a long term deal. So that's going to be fascinating to see as we move forward. But right now, Max Scherzer is the guy that uh, should be, uh, you know, when you had Trevor Bauer go out the way he did and they really, they lost, it couple of their potential aces this year due to injury so let's see how much he fits in but uh the dodgers i don't evil empire that maybe that's a little bit of a stretch but uh, people hate it when teams flaunt their money and able to win a championship because of it but look the dodgers have been good for a long time now uh, especially the last decade and uh, why not go for it again all right his name is ted
6: sobel his book Touching Greatness. Pick it up, Ted. People can get it everywhere.
8: Where can they pick up your book? Right now, actually. It's not in bookstores yet. Uh, It's on Amazon and at the publisher's uh, website at coaches, C-O-A-C-H-E-S, coacheschoice.com. But Amazon's the place, and uh, I hope everybody gets a chance to touch greatness with me. All right. Thanks, Ted. Appreciate it. Good
6: luck with the book, and thanks for the book. It's a good read. Absolutely. My pleasure, Rob. We'll see you soon. And that ball is... It was
5: a big week in the big leagues.
6: Who's up? Who's up? I don't believe it!
5: My, oh, my! Is it foul or is it fair? And
6: now, from MLBbro.com, here's JR Gamble. JR, Greg Allen has been a spark plug for the Yankees since being called up on July 16th. Is it foul or fair... That with the addition of Joey Gallo and Aaron Judge returning from injury, that Allen has to be the fourth outfielder behind old man Brett Gardner.
2: That's foul. That is a
3: foul ball. This obsession with Brett Gardner, who is over the hill, and his best days way behind him, is unfathomable to me. The guy is in his 14th season, and he's hitting 199 for Christ's sakes. It's time to pull the plug and let the younger, more athletic, and hungrier player, Greg Allen, get his shot. In 44 at-bats, Allen has stolen five bases, and he's hitting a respectable 265. And he's been an obvious energy booster for the team. He's not a rookie. He's 28 years old, and in his fifth season, he's just never really gotten a shot to play every day. The trade and a sore knee have slowed him down, but Girardi needs to find space for him. Was the Gallo trade even needed? Even Yankee fans and announcers understood that the metrics-based muck that has become the former Yankees dynasty needed a facelift. That's all they were talking about is the need to get more athletic, get more speed, acquire more juice in the lineup. Then they went out and got Anthony Rizzo. Okay, he's slow as heck, but he's a baller and he stabilizes first base. But Joey Gallo, another boom or bust hitter, taking time away from a multi-dimensional guy like Allen, go figure. Yankees, play this man Greg Allen. You're being stubborn and too worried about beating up on Giancarlo Stanton to focus on how to improve the team with players like Allen. They make a difference. Now bring in the closer. Track
2: one. Track two. Strike
6: three.
5: Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA, and it isn't even close.
6: Reason number one thousand fifteen why baseball is better than the NBA and the NFL, especially during this time, the NFL. Stop with how popular football is and all that. Most people never put on a helmet and never put on shoulder pads and have never been tackled, okay? But most people in this country have played baseball or softball or hit a ball or caught a ball, and that's why it's America's pastime. That's why when we watch in the Olympics, we see Olympic baseball. We don't see Olympic football. What? Most countries around the world, they they don't even know what that is. Football is soccer. Baseball reigns supreme. It was born here. It's translated all over the world. Look at all the great players now coming in from all over Japan and all over South America. I mean, it's incredible how the, the game started by Abner Doubleday has resonated across the globe. Yes baseball is the national pastime. Do not forget that, all right? Football's about gambling. Oh, I'm sorry. Football's a great game, my second favorite, but baseball will always be number one. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time. Until next time, Rob Parker. Out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker.
8: See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station.
5: At these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
1: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies.